Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You always think the league cars Newcastle Hunters home rugby league. Welcome along to another episode of League Castle. I'm your host, Chris McPherson, as always. And we are back with plenty of local rugby league action, all thanks to our major partners, Sharp DS Central Coast. We appreciate them and all of our sponsors being on board in season 2023. And it's been a bumper season so far. Uh, a bit of a tough weekend for the local rugby league community, and we'll touch on that in our Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League segment. And uh, we certainly do uh, pass our well wishes on to the, the community at the moment with everything that's going on, especially the Aberglasson Club. But uh, we have a full episode for you ahead, uh, not just Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, also Newcastle Rugby League. We have a, uh, a bridged Statsman segment this week, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. The abridging is uh, we've had to uh, fly without the Statsman himself. So we've just got a bit of a Statsman's report. So I will do my best to do it justice and deliver it for you. Uh, however, it's not, I'm sure, going to have the same pizzazz, punch uh, and uh, numerical brilliance that it does normally when Josh is here to deliver it. But we will get into that shortly. Of course, make sure to stay up to date with all of our content on our social media channels. League Castle AU on Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook, and please rate and review us on your favourite podcast platform. It helps us spread our local rugby league message broader, further, and to more people. But uh, we have, as I said, a pretty good episode ahead. Uh, a couple of special guests. We're going to catch up with Brendan Simpson from the South Newcastle Lions and Blake Huddleston from the Walls End, uh, West Walls End, sorry, Magpies, uh, and talk all B grade and uh, the club there. And as I said, a, uh, a shortened down Statsman segment. So without too much further ado, we will go and kick it all off with our abridged section on the Statsman's Performers of the Week. Well, no Statsman means no traditional Statsman intro, but we will get into the stats nonetheless. Again, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services uh, bringing us a wrap around the Statsman's Performers of the Week for Round 12 of the Denton Engineering Cup. Uh, it was a bumper round five, cracking games, uh, and we'll kick it all off at Carl Oval, where the Warung Roos travelled up to take on Lakes United in a... Uh, a fairly solid encounter. Uh, both sides were a little loose early. Uh, plenty of metres to be had for both sides. Uh, but uh, it was a good game for the punters with the referee having his whistle away for most of it. But uh, it was pretty tight. It was tied up until the 26th minute uh, when the score was broken uh, by Lathan Hutchinson Walters, uh, which then led us to a 12-all half-time score and eventually Wyong, the dominant side, in the second half, running away 30 to 18 winners, uh, not great news for Lakes losing James Johnson uh, not long after halftime, so we wish him all the best. Uh, let's have a, uh, a run through the honourable mentions. Uh, first for Wyong, we've got Tane Man. he got a try for tackle bus, 116 metres at 9.7 run, that's pretty impressive, as well as 26 tackles at 96%. Uh, Mitch Williams there, evergreen and evervescent hooker, he uh, got through 37 tackles at 97%, two try assists and one line break assist. Uh, Jake Lewis, he got a try, 140 metres, 34 tackles at 94%. And Luke Sharp, the uh, the show favourite, uh, the fullback for the Wyong Roos, he got a try, a try assist, a try contribution, one line break contribution, three tackle busts, two offloads and 132 metres. But it wasn't quite enough for him to uh, creep his way into the points Instead, it was one of the Seagulls' favourites who picked up a point, and he's a, a regular contributor in the Statsman's uh, Performers of the Week and our leaderboard, and he'll continue to keep chipping his way up that leaderboard. Another the Nick Glowy with a try, a line break, 179 metres and 52 tackles at 95%. So that combo of metres and tackles is absolutely monstrous workload 
For Nick, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to lead his side to the two points, but uh, a big performance from Nick there. Uh, the the major points went to two of the Wong Roos, uh, one from the back line in Lathan Hutchinson-Walters, who picked up the two points, one try, 178 metres, nine tackle bus, one line break, one line break assist, and one offload. Uh, so some big numbers there, but the best on, as you will, for the Statsman's numbers was none other than Nathan Keg King. He played an unbroken first half, uh, 31 tackles and over 100 metres alone in the, that first half. He finished with 44 tackles with no misses and a team and game high 185 metres from 19 runs at almost 10 metres a carry. And one ta- one try assist, sorry, one line break assist, two tackle bus, one offload and 10 supports. A try assist and a line break assist from a middle four. That's impressive. Uh, some big numbers from Nathan Key King, and we can see exactly why he topped the pops in the Lakes and Wyong match. And uh, well done to Nathan there, and well done to the Ruse on another solid win. We'll move on to the second of the five games from the weekend, and this one, an absolute thriller. Curry versus Central. Come, Curry came out strong in this one. Uh, plenty of good second phase play and quick play the balls. Uh, a couple of forced dropouts, and they scored the first try. And at one point in the second half, they're actually leading 28-16, all off the back of a lot of that second phase play. But then Central got back into it through uh, Greg Morris-Davis and Cam Anderson tries. Uh, Curry went ahead with four to go um, through an individual effort from Josh Griffiths off the scrum. And Curry were 30 seconds away from victory um, before uh, Greg Morris-Davis was tackled into touch without the ball, giving away a penalty on the line. Um, and a, a little melee after seeing some players sent off, two players sent off, one bin and central scoring with the last play of the game with Stephen Dengate kicking the conversion from the sideline to break the hearts of the home carry faithful and win it for the Butcher Boys 34-32. Well done to uh, central, but uh, it would have been some nervous time for central fans and the carry fans would have been thinking that they were going to get their first win of the season, but I'm sure it's not too far in the corner. Let's have a look, uh, a good handful of honourable mentions. Let's start with the visitors, the, the victors. Greg Morris-Davis, one try, four tackle bus, one line break, and 94% in defence. Uh, and, of course, one of our show favourites and reigning statsman or co-statsman performer of the year, Cameron Spider-Anderson, a try, 117 metres, one tackle assist, one line break assist, one line break, and two tackle bus, as always. Putting up the big attacking stats is Spider, uh, and he'll be continuing to try and push his way up into the points in the coming weeks. Let's uh, switch sides, and for the Bulldogs, for Curry, uh, we've got Dayton Tanavasa, 33 tackles at 94%, 151 metres, 17 carries, and six tackle bus. Dayton continues to uh, build his stocks uh, in the local rugby league competition and uh, has been a key part for Curry this year. Craig Richardson, he got two tries, 91 metres and one line break. Jesse Whiten, a try, a line break, five tackle busts, and he ran for 120 metres. And Ben McIntyre, the final of the honourable mentions, he got a try, one try assist, two offloads, two forced dropouts, and ran at 9.6 metres a carry, which is some good distance for a half. So uh, Ben McIntyre knocking on the door of the points as well. But the points, the minor points, we'll start with the one point. Uh, no surprise, the experience of Temple Kalepo. Two try assists, one line break assist, one try contribution, one line break contribution, one line break, two tackle bus, 14.3 metres a carry and 31 tackles at over 90%. That sees Temple pick up the one point. So well done to him. He was a, uh, a big part of Curry getting so close to victory. Two points, uh, the uh, Mr. Versatile for Central Newcastle. Back rower, come half back, come back rower again. Lachlan O'Brien, a team high, 149 metres he ran for. Uh, he managed to contribute two tackle assists, two line break assists, one try contribution, one line break contribution, and then got a line break and a tackle bust of his own. So that sees Lachlan pick up the two points and uh, be Central's uh, biggest points getter of the game because the three points went to Josh Griffiths. Two tries, 77 metres at 11 metres a carry, one try assist, one line break assist, one line break, five tackle busts and one forced dropout. That's some really impressive numbers from Josh and uh, he'll be a key part to undoubtedly Curry when they, in the very near future, manage to chalk up their first win of season 
2023. So, oh so close for the Bulldogs up at the graveyard. Will it be this week up against South Newcastle? Uh, only time will tell, but certainly uh, they proved on the weekend you cannot sleep on the Curry Curry Bulldogs, especially at home. So let's keep on moving along, though. We'll head down the Central Coast to Edsac Oval. And the entrance, they took on Western Suburbs. Unfortunately for West, they lost their powerhouse winger, Malu Fiu, early in the game with an ankle injury. So again, we wish him all the best. This one was a really tight first half before things opened up in terms of points in the second. 7-6, the visitors, the Rosellas, led at halftime. And 60 minutes in, it was still a one-point game, the entrance trailing. So 20 minutes ago before the entrance had a dominant period uh, that they really put some points on. They got out to a 30-13 to 13 lead after trailing by one at the 60-minute mark. A couple of late tries to West add a bit more respect back to the scoreline to see it finish 30-25 to 25, um, and probably made it a bit more reflective of the entire game. And, and West's uh, really superior possession count. They had a lot more of the ball throughout the game, so uh, they got back within touching distance but couldn't quite come back to take the two points. So the entrance uh, continue their good home record in season 2023. Um, in terms of the key performers, let's have a bit of a look at uh, the West Honourable Mentions. Jairus Glamazina, 181 metres, two tackle busts, one try assist and one line break assist. Will Meehan, he got a try, one line break, one line break assist, 105 metres and 28 tackles at 85%. So plenty of work through the middle for Will. And Liam Wiscombe on his way back and uh, well and truly a fixture back in this West side. Uh, he picked up a try, 187 metres, seven tackle busts and one line break to go with his tackle busts. So uh, good to see him settling right back into the Denton Engineering Cup. For the Tigers, it was uh, a usual suspect in Jake Woods who sees his name in the honourable mentions. 175 metres, three tackle busts, 39 tackles at 95%. That was a team high in both metres and tackles again for Jake but just uh, not quite enough to sneak him into the points. Uh, Jacob Koenig as well. He got a try, two tackle busts, two offloads, 118 metres and 30 tackles at 88%. But the points, let's do it in reverse. Well, let's start with the three points, an absolute show favourite, uh, the man who uh, doesn't need a shirt when he's uh, strutting it around, Ed Sack, and that is Grant Nelson. A try, two line breaks, six tackle busts, two offloads, one try assist, 137 metres of running, 19 tackles at 90%. He ticked almost every stat category and did so with aplomb. So he was the standout for the entrance. Uh, two points to the uh, the veteran, John Farnham, if you will. I'm, I know he's told me personally he's retired a few times and he's told lots of people he has, but he's still out there plying his trade. Now back at West, Luke Walsh, two force dropouts, a tackle, uh, sorry, a try assist, one line break assist, one try contribution, one line break contribution. He had his hands all over West good moments. When West were on, Luke Walsh was on, and he was a key part to their first half lead and then their late resurgent, but unfortunately couldn't quite lead his side to the two points, and he'll be looking to go one better against Lakes this weekend at Harker. And the one point, the young gun from the entrance, Hayden Ritchie, he stepped into some big boots, those boots of Jack Barriston in the seven jersey, and he continues to uh, show why he's so highly touted. A try, a try assist, one line break assist, one line break, four tackle busts, one offload, and 21 tackles at 95%. They are some impressive numbers for anyone, but for a young half making his way in the game, he continues to really impress, and uh, yeah, he'll certainly be another one. Undoubtedly, the clubs are looking at a bit like Ethan Strange last year from the entrance. They just keep producing this young talent. So well done to the Tigers, and well done to Grant, Luke, and Hayden. Let's move along to Sunday. We had two games on Sunday. We'll start with the Souths versus Macquarie game. Uh, this one was this one was a very tight game for a good period of it, um, with only sort of fifteen to twenty to go before Souths just blew this one away to finish forty to eighteen. The Scorps actually led well into the second half, eighteen sixteen. Uh, it was a, a pretty impressive game from both sides. Uh, friend of the show, Cody. Uh, Bryant, unfortunately, was taken off of the HIA, so we wish him all the best with his recovery and uh, uh, hoping that he's um, got the all-clear and is back for the Scorps uh, this weekend in their uh, their upcoming fixture because they've got uh, a big game down there at Wyong on the weekend, which will be an interesting one as well, and they'll be hoping to have Cody uh, out there. But uh, in terms of the uh, honourable mentions, Connor Kirkwood, he had a team-high 22 carries and 177 metres 
for the uh, Scorps. Uh, Malik Dayalu, he had a team high 46 tackles at 96%. Always getting through plenty of work, whether it's in the middle, the back row, or on the wing is Malik. Uh, and then for the Lions, Jacob Affleck got a try, two line breaks, four tackle busts, and 136 metres at 9.7 metres a run. So uh, really contributing heavily from his wing. Jack Welsh, he started at lock, 29 tackles at 100%. That's impressive. No missed tackles, Jack. He's a tackling machine. 138 metres from a team-high 17 runs. Uh, This week's podcast guest, big Brendan Simpson, one try, 94% in defence and 117 metres at 9.8 metres a run. So big numbers, uh, but not quite enough to get him into the points, which does demonstrate and prove that we don't just get on guests who we know are already going to be in the points. So, um, But uh, well done there by Big Simo. He uh, continues to lead a uh, star-studded pack there for the Lions. But let's go into the points. And with the blowout, it was a clean sweep by the Red and White. Uh, one point went to Reeve Howard. He missed a consistent at the back. He's been a great addition to that squad since he joined a couple of years ago. He picked up a try, two try assists, one line break assist, two line breaks, six tackle busts, and ran for 129 metres. Again, continues uh, to perform. And no surprise from any of these three. All very consistent performers for the Lions. Two points goes to RG13, Ryan Glanville. One try, 124 metres at over 10 metres a run. Uh, two try contributions, two line break assists, one line break, six effective offloads. That's the, the most impressive part there. Six offloads is impressive, but all effective. Uh, five tackle busts and 100% in defense. He was absolutely on fire on the weekend, was Ryan. But who else? Again, picking up the three points. None other than their magical number nine, Mitch Black. Two tries, six out of seven goals, two line breaks, five tackle busts, two try contributions, 108 metres at 15.4 metres a carry and 29 tackles at 94%. He is absolutely invaluable to that South Newcastle Lions side and we talk about it nearly every week in recent weeks. When the when Mitch Black is performing and putting up big numbers, Souths will continue to trouble all sides and he is in absolutely a rich vein of form and you'll hear when we talk to Simo later the raps that he has on Mitch Black and look, he certainly wouldn't look out of place at uh, New South Wales Cup or potentially even NRL level. So, um, yeah, certainly South's uh, fans enjoy while you've got Mitch Black in the red and white because you have to feel that it can't last forever. He's just so talented at this level and uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing him carry that on in the future. But uh, a big uh, wraps and ups to the South Newcastle Lions. A great win over Macquarie. Uh, Macquarie, a very gritty performance from them, but... South's just far too good in the end at Townsend Oval. Speaking of too good, the Maitland Pickers, they continue to roll on atop the ladder. And the Hawks, they hosted them on Sunday afternoon. The Hawks opened the scoring through a big bustling Kai Cooper and a hookup to put Manu Matoka um, through. He then passed it back and returned it to Kai to set up the, uh, to score, sorry, the first try. Maitland then pretty much had the run of it for the rest of the game. Uh, the Hawks, Kept in it till half time, but it was just a uh, clinical second half from the men in black and white to see them run away 52 10 winners. And they just continue to put up some huge statistics in terms of attacking numbers when they're putting that many points on the board. Uh, so, in terms of honourable mentions, no surprises who uh, pops their heads up here for the Hawks. Kai Cooper, a try, 108 metres, five tackle busts. One line break and four offloads. And Tamano Alexander, his centre partner and partner in crime, a try, 108 metres, six tackle busts, one line break and three offloads. So they were the standouts for the men in Azure, in Sky Blue, if you will, the Northern Hawks. Whilst for the pickers, their honourable mentions, just a handful. We've got Luke Knight. He got a try, three line breaks, four tackle busts, one try assist, and ran for 130 metres, did Luke. So well done to him. Uh, Toa Faitoa, a try, two line breaks, four tackle busts, 130 metres, and 11.8 a carry. That's some uh, some big carrying numbers from Toa. Great to see him back in the uh, mentions and uh, performances. And Alex Langbridge, it's uh, very rare we go a week without a Langbridge in the mentions. Two try assists, two line break assists, one line break contribution, one forced dropout and a team height, 35 tackles at 88%. So good to see Alex back and uh, fit and firing for the pickers. But it's uh, into the points and again with the margin of victory a bit like the previous game, no real surprise that uh, all of the points going the way of the pickers 
And uh, one point goes to the Crown Prince of Chisholm, Matt Sopalola. Two tries, 142 metres, one line break, two line break assists, one try assist, and five tackle busts. He just continues to put up numbers, does the Crown Prince, but... Uh, it uh, wasn't quite uh, enough to pick up either of the major points gets here. That instead goes to his uh, ever-consistent number six, Chad O'Donnell. He got two tries, picked up 10.4 metres a carry on each of his, uh, as an average across each of his runs, I should say. One try assist, one line break assist, two line breaks and four tackle busts. And Chad just keeps on keeping on for the pickers at the moment, that's for sure. Um, he is, uh, he's been Mr. Consistent for the Pickers and for the Rebels so far this season and uh, we'll continue to see him putting up points and trying to make a run up this leaderboard undoubtedly as we head deeper into season 2023. So well done to Chad. But the, the big winner on the day, three points to the man with the NRL experience, Brock Lamb. Nine from nine goals, a try, two try assists, one tackle, uh, one try contribution, Four line break assists, one line break contribution, one line break, and 92 metres a carry. Uh, Brock Lamb was uh, a big part of their left edge that just looked great, putting five tries down the left edge. Um, he, he and Chad O'Donnell were pulling the strings on everything that uh, did, that Maitland did there, and those playmakers are dominating for the pickers and the one of the major regions, reasons can't spit things out today, that they sit atop the ladder and uh, we're really impressed with uh, what the pickers are putting up and it's going to be an absolute cracker this week when they uh, host Cessnock and it'll be a big question, can Cessnock go two from two against the pickers? It'll be hard to back against Maitland though in the form they're currently in but we'll talk a little bit more about that one when we chat with Brendan Simpson from South Newcastle shortly. Uh, Let's have a look before we head to Simo around the... Uh, Statsman's leaderboard and uh, where everyone's sitting at the moment in terms of the standings as we head towards going in camera in only another week's time. It's not far away at all. Uh, Really uh, looking forward to seeing, um, I guess, the uh, behind curtains run home and and how that all, um, I guess, eventuates. But in the meantime, it's certainly going to be um, one last round of reveals in round 13. So... In the meantime, though, we do have a new leader outright on the leaderboard. We will run through the top 12 positions. So we've got a cluster of players sitting in equal seventh, led by the unfortunately injured Will Pearsall from the entrance Tigers, Luke Sharp and Mitch Williams from the Wyong Roos, who both narrowly missed out on points this week, Harry Croker from the South Newcastle Lions, and then two points getters from the Pickers game, Brock Lamb and Matt Sopalawler creep their way up into that equal seventh spot on eight points and within touching distance of the top few. Uh, we then head up to equal fifth and it's two big middles that are key to both their teams. Jaden Butterfield from Maitland Pickers and Nick Glowey from Lakes United continues to climb his way up. So he sits in equal fifth with Jaden Butterfield. And then it's equal third. Baden Searle from the Macquarie Scorpions didn't make up any ground on our leaders, unfortunately, this week. But a man who did, Ryan Glanville, he sneaks up to 11 points. He sits in equal third with Baden. And just one point between the early leader, Hanedi Tuha, who's sitting there on 12 points for Cessnock. But the man who has managed to pick up five perfect weeks in terms of max points so far this season, he is none other than South Newcastle hooker Mitch Black sitting atop the leaderboard, the new leader for the first time since round two. We've got a new leader in Mitch, and he is absolutely dominating South Newcastle, we said, so a well-deserved winner sitting atop. Thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. Um, of course, um, don't forget to get your tips in for our tipping comp this week. Uh, Josh will uh, undoubtedly have updates up on the social media channels as a reminder. You'll get your email reminders as well if you've opted into those. And uh, we'll have an update on the tipping leaderboard again next week. But it's really heated up. I understand there's a number of people with perfect rounds over the weekend. So it was um, quite tight. And uh, I'm pretty confident in saying that we uh, do have um, some new leaders there. But I'm sure Josh will uh, go through on uh, all of that. So um, we'll wait and see uh, what he has for us next week. But again, uh, a big thanks to Josh for all the prep work he's put into that. I know he is... uh, very apologetic that he can't make it tonight, but uh, that's understandable. We've all got some other commitments and we appreciate him managing to give us a run through and all those beautiful stats for me to uh, absolutely butcher and not deliver with his usual aplomb. But 
That's uh, that's the stats man's performers of the week in the leaderboard. Big thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. I'll take a bit of a short break and we'll be back with none other than big bustling Brendan Simpson. Well, we're digging into the Denton Engineering Cup and it's all thanks to Shipley Meets at Rutherford and we've got, as it seems like I say on nearly every segment now, another returning guest. Uh, I suppose when you get five years in, we start to get a lot of people making repeat appearances. He is a crowd and show favourite. He is none other than South Newcastle Lions front row superstar, Brendan Simpson. Simo, welcome back to Lee Castle. Thanks, mate. Looking forward to it. I don't know about the superstar bit, but I'm still kicking around. All right, there's a bit of footage running around of you uh, running over the top of one of our other favourites on the weekend and uh, making him look a bit awkward. I don't know if that was the start of him having his spell poor Cody Bryant, but uh, mate, he was he uh, ended up so bad bad off that we found him in the referee shed later on. So I don't know whether he's taken a change of career path, poor old Cody from Instagram influencer and footballer to referee, but he might be on the dark side next time you see him. <laughs> he might be wearing a pink shirt, you reckon? Yeah, exactly right. To be fair, it wouldn't be the first time Katie Bryant's worn a pink shirt, I wouldn't think. But anyway, we'll, we'll leave that well <laughs> enough alone. Mate, we, we're going to kick off, and I've given you a little bit of a heads up, but not much warning on this. We're going to kick off a new little segment. It's called the League Castle Set of Six. So it's six quick-fire questions. You can't sit on the fence. You've got to give us an answer on them. Um, and, and where possible, one answer would be good. You know, there's a couple of questions there. I know where you might want to throw a few names in, but if you can keep it down to one answer, that'll be good. So we're going to kick off the set of six. Question number one, what is your best footy memory, Brendan Simpson? Oh, that's an easy one, mate. 2016 Grand Final, uh, 28 years between TS Premierships. So to get that one, um, yeah, pretty bloody special, mate. It's an emotional day for a lot of the boys, mate, and a lot of people around the club who've been there for that whole 28-year journey. Yeah, a lot of old blokes that sort of pushed through those times where the club nearly went broke and nearly folded. So um, to see them uh, see a Premiership and also a club championship that year as well was pretty special. It certainly would have been. It would have been amazing to be part of. Number two, mate, which teammate, and there's probably a few, as I said here, but we want you to narrow it down to one, which teammate, we saw Kurt Donahue, who you, you played with, get his chance with a train and trial deal. Which teammate should be given a chance at NRL level with something like that train and trial deal in 2024? Mate, this one's pretty easy. It's been a bit of a hot topic lately. Um, Mitch Black, uh, to be honest, I don't know how he's not in the system somewhere already. Um, I think at the moment, if, if we didn't have him, I don't think we would have won on the weekend. And multiple games this year is probably the same. He's been smashing the uh, Statsman's points board, that's for sure, and he's hasn't even played every game for you guys, but I reckon he will go close if he plays the remainder of the season or most of it with you guys uh, in terms yeah, of taking that out and possibly leading try scorer as well because he's closing in on, on Hanetti and Will Newenhouse up the top there, which is pretty impressive and a nine-jumper. Mate, I think he's had three hat-tricks. It's, just, it's ridiculous. He's, um, he's a freak. Mate, I, w- I will let you know on tries very quickly too. Someone was uh, comparing you to Alex Twole the other day uh, after the game and I had to point out to them, Brendan Simpson actually got a double last year against Wyong, so we won't let that get forgotten, mate. And I think I've had a few this year too. It was um, before that double last year, it was actually linked four years between tries as well, so it's a random start. There you go. There you go, mate. Well, you're back on the scoring board. Question number three, mate. Uh, you can sign one player from another Denton club. Who, why? It can be for their on-field, their off-field, for anything, mate. Who is it? Yeah, this one was a hard one, mate. I've gone with Henry Penn. Um, pretty good memories from him in 2018, but um, just in his other other games with other teams, he's um, he's definitely in his prime. He'd probably be the most dangerous team in the uh, dangerous player in the comp, I reckon, if you put it all together and super versatile too. Yeah, he's cer- certainly an absolute handful. I uh, wouldn't wouldn't be uh, many blokes putting their hand up to defend him one on one. No, he's a great bloke too. So he's doing well at the club. Beautiful, mate. Number four, we'll go to the other end, mate. You're talking about great blokes. Which teammate is the most annoying or has the worst habits? And if it's the worst habits, what is that habit? This was a hard one between two people. So Jack Welsh, he's, um, I don't really know what he does wrong. He just gets on everyone's nerves. <laughs> he's actually a good bloke, but he's just super annoying, I think. Um, and then Harry Van, I'm going to give it to Harry Van Dardle, though. He just doesn't shut up, basically. Um, sits out there on the wing at training, full of energy because he's not doing any work and um, just talking absolute rubbish the whole session. Mate, it must be something about red-headed wingers. I know in the A-grade game, and he might be playing in the back row now for Dudley, but uh, when he was a red-headed winger at Central, Josh Nielsen was very much the same, mate. Uh, they get a bit bored out there, those red-headed boys, and um, yeah. yeah, just keep chirping. Yeah, Bluey had a bit of shit talking him back in the day. Oh, I think he's still got a bit in him. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> mate, Jack Welsh too, just on him, mate. I think Mitch Williams would probably give him a vote as well after what, what he did to him earlier in the year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now this one, you can't use Henry again, but if you could bring back a former teammate so they can be someone who's still playing at another club or someone who's not playing anymore to play alongside and have around the club, who and why? Yeah, another one from 2018, mate. I went James Taylor. Um, bloody tough to play against. He's a competitor and we had some fun back in 2018. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed playing with him and it's bloody tough when you play against him. So I'd rather have him on my side, to be honest. It's a double win, mate. Not only you get him get him on your side, uh, you don't have to play against him. But uh, I don't think you'd fit him into the, the forward rotation there at CS, but we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Uh, it's pretty packed. The sixth one, the last one, and mate, um, this could be fact, this could be fiction, but what's something our listeners wouldn't know about one of your club mates? So, um, Dwayne Sampson, mate, so fair few people would have seen he's rocking the blonde hair at the moment, but I was having a chat to him the other day and he's, he's doing a bit of um, player management lately. He's trying to get himself into um, some sports model stuff as well, so he's, he reckons he's going to be modelling in a target ad soon. Mate, sports model. You might have to put him in touch with Katie Bryant for a bit of that Instagram influencer stuff, mate. Uh, maybe Joe Woodbury. Yeah. <laughs> mate, with a yeah, sport no, boy, you um, might be able to give him a tip, mate. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. All right, mate. Well, that's the set of six wrapped up. Thank you. You've done well there. Let's move along and let's get into the footy, mate. And let's kick it off with the weekend. What a day at Townsend Oval, mate. Uh, it wasn't quite perfect, but no losses across five grades. The girls came back from behind late there with a very raucous South crowd up there in the green room uh, during the girls' comeback. Uh, they pulled it back to 16 all with West, but pretty happy day out for the uh, Lions crew. Yeah, the whole club, mate. Like, I, I didn't get to see the women's game, but I heard they um, really showed some heart and had a good dig. But, yeah, um, right through the grades, 19s were playing some pretty loud music when we came in to start getting ready. They were pretty happy with themselves. And then, um, yeah, the other two grades getting up as well. Um, now, in terms of the Denton Cup game, mate, and we'll have a bit of a chat about it, the scoreline, and, and flattered's probably the wrong word because you obviously worked your backsides off in that to get to that point in the back end, but... Macquarie were right with you for a major part of that game, so they'd probably be disappointed with where the margin ended up. Yeah, I think so, mate. Like, I think um, probably about 60 minutes in, I think they were still up at that point. Um, and then, to be honest, I think we got pretty lucky with a lot of the passes we were throwing that started turning into points. Um, I don't think that's cool on reflects the game, mate. They, they'll be very disappointed with that. And, and then, rightly so as well, they put a lot of effort in, and I'm pretty bloody sore today, so... Yeah, certainly, certainly plenty of uh, plenty of physicality, and everyone knows they've got some some big bodies there as well, mate. But that probably transitions into what I alluded to before: the forward rotation at South this year. Um, and I know you know you talked about James Taylor and Henry Penn and some of these guys that you've been around before, but the depth of it to the point where you've got guys like Witty Baker and Dave Dryden playing in A grade. Um, have you been involved in in a period at a club where there's just been such phenomenal depth where you've probably got you know, 10 to 12 middle forwards who could all well and truly hold their own in first grade all the way through the grades. Yeah, that's right, mate. We were um, we got sort of the back end of a really hard pre-season at the start of the year and we are looking around going, mate, there's, there's too many forwards to fit in. Some of us are going to have to drop out. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's good to have, especially with guys like Justin Affleck who's been absolutely killing it and now he's, he's gone for um, probably the better half of the, better better part of what's left of the year. Um to lose him and then just replace him with a rep player in Jack Welsh is pretty, pretty good place to be, I suppose. Um, but we're still what we're too, obviously. Yeah, as I said, mate. Um, then yeah, you've got Wits obviously floating around, waiting for his chance. Callum Pettit's been absolutely phenomenal. Like you could sit here all day and talk about all the names, and obviously your reserve grade pack doing really well as well, and, and put on a show um, on the weekend. So, mate, uh, yeah, certainly, yeah, uh, I guess keeps you on your toes as uh, one of the more senior forwards there, knowing that you've got to keep turning up and performing every week. Otherwise, you'll uh, might find yourself on the way out pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. I think Frankie's putting in good words for me at the moment, and maybe keeping my spot for me, to be honest. <laughs> Are you underselling yourself with all those tries you've been getting the last few weeks you've been talking about? That's, that's what's keeping you in. You might find yourself out on a wing soon, mate. Oh, it's pretty easy out there, but really. Yeah, well, mate, that's where the other Affleck hides out. We know that. So um, we won't get into Jacob too much because he, uh, he is a big supporter of the show. But, mate, um, in terms of the season so far, a bit of a slower start, but really on a run now. I think seven on the trot for the first grade side and, and sitting third, mate, nipping at the heels of Cessnock and Maitland. Yeah, I think like seven on a strike, I think it sounds really good, but realistically, if you if you just put the um the season into a different order and the, the draw into a different order, it could be sort of dots of twos and threes, you know? I don't think it's... um like We played Cessnock and Maitland in the entrance earlier in the year, and um, yeah, well, we got a good win against Cessnock, but um, pretty much every game's a tight game, and I think a lot of the score lines don't reflect the actual game as well. Yeah, certainly can, can appreciate that, mate. Uh, in terms of the depth of the club, uh, we talked about, obviously, all those wins, but 
things are looking pretty good. First grade in third, reserve grade sitting in third, under 19 sitting in third, uh, even the A grade sitting in third. Mate, there must be something in the water out there at South. Everyone's sitting in third. The girls, they're in the top five. It's, uh, it's a pretty good spot to be when, you know, you know if you can continue the form that all sides are in, you could potentially sit or very likely sit in a situation come late August where five teams out of five are going to be playing finals football, which if you had offered the club that at the start of the year, I think they would have taken it with both hands. Yeah, definitely. I haven't seen, um, I don't think in the nine years I've been at South, we've had every team in the finals. It's usually sort of one or two teams doing well and a couple of the other teams doing poorly. But um, yeah, to see everyone killing it, there's a lot of guys in Reggie's that are probably unfortunate not to be getting more time in first grade at the moment. They're, they're playing really good footy. And then guys like Woody as well, though, um, just based on the point system, having to be forced into A grade um, just because we can't fit him into our Reggie side with the points. Mate, that A-grade pack, you want to talk about packs as well. We talked about Witty Baker, Dave Dryden. They've now got Mark Tafua, Larry Tafua to come um, due to the folding of Woodbury and their connections to Sambo and some of those other guys and a couple of others as well that Sambo's got uh, hiding up his sleeve that he might roll out later in the year, some names. So, mate, they're, uh, they're going to give a couple of those uh, more stacked teams, uh, Dora Creek and even uh, Tim Christie's War- Tim Christie and Jackson Myers Waratah, mate. Uh, a few Souths boys over there, so there'll be a bit of rivalry between those two clubs. Yeah, that A-grade comp, I reckon that's, that's um, got to be probably the strongest I've seen it. The, uh, like you said, Waratah and the TC and that. The TC played first grade earlier this year and Dora Creek stacked as well. It's going to be um, a bloody good final series when they get round to it. It certainly will, mate. Um, as long as the league there can sort that out and get everyone on the paddock, it'll be very good as it heats up. And uh, I think South might play Dora either next week or the week after. And I think that's when Larry comes back. So that'll be a big physical one for the South fans if it doesn't clash with grade. But... Let's turn back to the Denton Cup, mate, and um, let's have a look at round 14 that is just around the corner. So round 13, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, we'll start with the big one, mate. Maitland versus Cessnock, one versus two. Uh, in terms of where you sit on the ladder, mate, uh, you'd be quite happy if these two absolutely go hammer and tongs and beat the living daylights out of each other and uh, come out with split points or something like that. Yeah, a couple of a couple of injuries to their big middles would be good too, so I don't get bashed up in a couple of weeks, but... Um... Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's going to be a great game to watch. That's not um, pretty sure Maitland uh, got them last time. So that's not. Oh, actually, no, sorry. That's not. That's not going to Yeah, yeah, Maitland's going to be um, definitely up for that one. So that'll be a great game of footy. Yeah, a bit of a different, uh, different, I guess, game when you head to Maitland Sports Ground. That venue. I mean, it's an immaculate venue to go and play at. But they, yeah, they they just take it to another level there. The boys. Yeah, and the Maitland community, mate. Look, I live out this way. They're, they're really behind the club, so that's going to be a big turnout as well. So I think they're probably the two main contenders this year, to be honest. They certainly are, mate. Um, I know I live uh, not far around from Matt Sopalola, and I get in a lot of trouble if I wear any other team's kit. So, mate, um, I have to, get, <laughs> have to get, get into his head when um, you guys are playing him. I'll get a South I'll Newcastle. Get, I'll get you a full South kit, mate. Yeah, I'll go and dance on his front lawn for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> mate, uh, so who's your tip there, mate? Is it Maitland at home? You think he'll just, just be looking for that revenge and be a touch too strong? Yeah, I think Maitland is going to prepare so well. Matty Lantry is going to have him uh, really on point, mate. They'll have everything exactly where it needs to be this year, I think. It's certainly a cracking slate of games we've got this week. Also on Saturday, Wyong up against Macquarie. Macquarie, as we said, they were right with you guys. Um, again, similar to a lot of sides at the moment. A couple of injuries. They lost, obviously, Cody Bryant during the game to the HIA. They'll be looking to bounce back. Um, while Wyong, you know, they're obviously... When they're at their best, they can beat anyone, but they've been probably a touch inconsistent, and I'm sure Mitch Williams would admit that himself. Yeah, I think Wyong's just um, their talent, mate, from 1 to 17. They've got um, a couple of their edge back rowers. I can't think of their names, but their back rowers and their centres, mate, they're so um, very strong, and a couple of them made us look pretty silly when we played them down there. So um, I think that'll be a great, great game, and I think Macquarie will be looking to bounce back. They'll be disappointed giving it to us for 60 minutes and then just missing out. Yeah, that Kai Hopwood's certainly a handful and um, Nathan Keg king up front's been good for him. I think Blake Andrews has probably been one of the standouts too in the centres when he's been available. So they're pretty strong um, and they got home last week against Lakes. Speaking of teams that got home last week, the entrance trailed 13 points to 12 and came back and won 30 points to 13 uh, against West. Uh, they're a side that you just... I mean, you touched on them earlier, mate. You can't write them off and they take on a central side that... Made it look really tough up at Curry. Uh, I mean, it's not an easy game, and we'll get to your game this weekend up there at Curry. But uh, Central, at their best again, seem to be able to beat anyone, but they're struggling to put it together. They might be boosted, mate, by former South Newcastle's Adam Betridge being announced as their uh, coach for next year. Though. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I thought I heard that Betts has given it up completely when he left Macquarie, but obviously he's, um, I've seen him floating around a few games, and he's probably just missing it, I'd say. Um, he's a very smart 
very smart football head. Um, be a, be a shame for him to retire at such a young age, to be honest. Yeah, mate, before we get into that game, uh, certainly saw a few ex-coaches, him and uh, Steve Kidd, the Brains Trust, both floating around at uh, Townsend Oval on Sunday, but uh, both, both may be getting itchy feet. But we'll turn to this one. Phil Williams is still in control. He's up against Jamie Goddard in the entrance, mate. Uh, again, the entrance haven't travelled the best all the time in the season. They're a bit bit touch and go early in the year, but they've se- seem, seemed to have found some form and Central are going to have a uh, big job defending St John Oval on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a great game, Um the entrance, I, I thought they were really good when we played them. They, um, they've got some big middles, but then some of their other guys that play in around them might not be big names, might not get much uh, talk about them. But uh, that was a hell of a tough game down there, and I think they'll give it to Central, to be honest. Yeah, I think that the, the big asterisk on uh, the entrance is just uh, Sione Tonga and Hayden Ritchie forming a combination after they've lost Will Pearce on Jack Burris and their starting halves. But Tonga's pretty experienced, and Hayden Ritchie's got some big wraps on him. He's a young guy coming through that Central Coast Roosters system. So uh, they obviously got it done. Th- sorry, it was 30-25 to 25 at full time in that one uh, on the weekend. The uh, the next one, mate, before we get to your game, and again, this one's a, a rivalry, mate. You, you haven't plied your trade at either club, but you'd be well aware of this rivalry. Western Lakes, it goes back to the 80s and 90s. There's no love lost between these two sides. They were two of the dominant clubs through that period. Both having a bit of a leaner run at the moment, but they both will know if they want to keep their finals hopes alive at, in any way, shape or form, they really need to get the two points here at Harker on the weekend. Yeah, mate. Actually, a um, bit of a correction for you there, mate. I did play at Lakes 2010. I played... I think about three or four games under Bubba back then. So I stand, under correct. Ian I stand corrected, mate. There's a, there's a, there's a few uh, few extra jerseys in the closet we don't know about. Believe it or not, I played one game in Centre. I don't think um, I got banned pretty quick from there, but I even scored a try. So. Was, that, was that first grade or reserve grade, mate? That was first grade, mate. Um, there you go. Oh, I, I might have started there. I don't remember where I finished there. Uh, Bubba maybe gave me the hook halfway through, maybe. We might have to uh, start questioning some of the Lakes coaching techniques because I've, I've uh, pulled on a three jersey at Lakes a couple of times too, so uh, I'm not sure what they're doing. But the, <laughs> two of the slowest centres to have ever gone around in different grades, mate. <laughs> I'm the slowest front row, so I'm going to be terrible in the centre. <laughs> anyway, Western Lakes, mate, well, we know where your heart might lie, mate. Uh, your, your old coach, Bubba, still still steering it around. Um and, uh, yeah, look, this one will be a cracker, mate. Uh, Harker Oval, West will be looking to defend it, uh, Stoney and the boys. But um, Stoney versus Nick Glowy will be an interesting battle in itself. Yeah, definitely. I think that's another tough game, mate. Like, this comp this year, you've you got some teams that might be sitting low on the ladder, but they're, they're still good football teams. And, yeah, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say Lakes on that one. But, yeah, West, are, <laughs> West made it pretty hard for us when we played them there as well. So um, that's going to be a good game to watch. Certainly will, mate. Well, um, the good news is you can take your pick of that one all St. John on Sunday. The other game's all on Saturday, which is where you'll be playing up at the graveyard, mate. And this one's never an easy one. It doesn't matter what Curry put on the field. And we saw it against Central on the weekend. They will try and drag you down into their football. And if you get you let yourself get dragged down, that old boy's shed gets rowdy. And next thing you know, you're looking down the jaws of defeat very late in the game. And Central managed to fight their way out, but plenty of sides haven't. Yeah, for sure, mate. Very vocal crowd. Um, and doesn't matter who they've got on their side, they're always tough. Um, definitely when we played them at home earlier in the year, that's the that's source I've been this year. We, um, I think in the end, we we run away a little bit at the end, but they, um, it wasn't an easy game. We had to we had to make it happen. So um, I think they'll be disappointed and probably unfortunate not to have any wins so far. And they'll be definitely looking to take us on. Yeah, they've got some excitement in their team, some young guys. Obviously, Jesse Whiten at the back, uh, Temple Kalepo, who you'd know of, um, you know, plying his trade at nine, and then you've got a couple of other guys floating around as well um, with uh, young Lenane as well, if he comes back, depending on whether he's being used for flag. Uh, that's a, it's, it's quite quite the talent coming through there in Curry, I guess, just building, mate, and hopefully they can hang on to them for the future. But obviously, your focus will be uh, on getting the two points against them on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Some of their, um, some of their young local kids, mate, that, um, probably don't get the wraps. They just keep turning up. That's what we know. So we play them home. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Well, a big thank you to you. All the best for Saturday. Uh, as we said, an absolute cracking round of football ahead of us. Uh, in terms of that, you've got your first grade and reserve grade up there at Curry on the weekend. Um, just having a look at the 19s as well. So it's a full slate. That's a bit bit rare this year, mate, uh, to get all three games all at one venue. So uh, South fans, get up there, head up to the graveyard, make a day of it and uh, get behind the boys. And hopefully a bit like the weekend, uh, South can get through the uh, weekend completely unscathed and with all wins on the board. Yeah, that'd be nice, mate. It's going to be a tough game out there, but hopefully we can get the two points. Lovely, mate. Before we wrap up, I will just let know uh, the fans of your other two sides, the A grade, they have... 
They've got the bye this weekend, so the boys will undoubtedly be in full song up at Curry. I would have thought, uh, getting behind the grade. Boys and the girls play at Carl Oval on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. So uh, plenty of footy for South fans, mate. But all the best. Thank you again for coming on the show. And, um, yeah, as, as always, mate, uh, hopefully we're having a chat with you guys and uh, maybe you can get us the illustrious Witty Baker at some point later in the year. He keeps telling me his English isn't good enough to come on the show, but I think that's a bit of a furphy after the amount of long-winded conversations I've had with him at footy. Mate, maybe I can translate for you. I've got a bit of Uso in me sometimes. <laughs> I love it, mate. All the best, and uh, thanks again for jumping onto the show this week. Too easy, mate. Thanks for that. Well, it's time to get into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League segment and we are into the B-grade competition. We were due to have a chat about B-grade last week, but obviously had Nathan from the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. Of course, all of our Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League content is brought to you by Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. And we've got a returning guest as we dig into the B-grade. He is none other than uh, one of the versatile ball players from the West Walls End Magpies. He's a man that... Uh, Carry Scott McKinnon on his shoulders that so that Scotty can do all of his magic work behind the scenes. Here's none other than Blake Huddleston. Blake, welcome back. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. So uh, good to be back. And uh, yeah, love what you're doing. Thank you, mate. Uh, before we get into it, there is, I guess, a bit of a, a more sombre issue that we do need to touch on. And I, I don't want to go too much into depth, but we will just pass on our, our condolences and thoughts. And I'm sure you'll um, share with me uh, your thoughts as well, mate. Uh, passing on to the Aberglasson Club and their family and community. Uh, real tragedy. They're obviously struck already by involvement in that greeter bus crash with a, a former player being involved, but um, some real tragedy on the weekend, which has been confirmed there. As I said, we're not going to delve too deep into it, but just want to pass our thoughts on and the thoughts of all of the community. We'll be sharing the GoFundMe link um, this week as well, so please get out there and support uh, the family of their player that, um, yeah, tragic circumstances that have impacted him and his family now ongoing. Yeah, absolutely, mate, and... Um Obviously, from the, the West Wales End Club, as well, we would like to pass on our condolences as well. Um, obviously, no one wants to see it or, or hear of it, mate. And, uh, yeah, we do pass on our condolences. Yeah, a tragic, unfortunate, very small part of our game, but it is a reality that players have got to face, I guess, every every week when you go out there, that it is, whilst a slim chance, it is, it is a chance and a reality. And, yeah, it just goes further to, I guess, really cement why we're so adamant about, you know, making sure we are protecting player health and welfare um, on, on a weekly basis out there. But... Mate, uh, let's try and, I guess, turn that into a bit more of a, a positive note and uh, let's touch base on the B-grade competition. You guys, uh, unfortunately, not on the uh, the winning side of the ledger on the weekend, mate, but an absolutely cracking game up there, I'm told, uh, up at Raymond Terrace. Yeah, mate, unfortunately, uh, got picked at the post, but um, like I was saying before to you, mate, it was uh, 70 minutes of, of real high-quality rugby league. Um, it was actually a good game to be a part of um, and they're a really good football side. The terrace, they're, they're red hot. They've um, hit this last two games, but I know our guys are taking a lot away from it, um, and we'll be better for it as well. Uh, but, mate, the rip again to be a part of, and, yeah, they come over the chocolates, but I'm sure next time we'll be raring and ready to go and hopefully get them next time. And mate, uh, I see looking at the team list, you're shift, shifting out of the edge a bit to uh, accommodate the uh, ball-playing magic of one at Freddie Campbell. Yeah, mate, yeah. It's, you know, Freddie's a, a real good, talented footballer, mate, and it's easier for me to be out there. I can sort of just have the carries and, you know, just do what I've got to do and, and just get by and let him do the magic on on, in, on the inside. And, uh, yeah, I've been pretty lucky to get a couple of real sweet balls off him uh, early in the year, so get over for a bit of meat. But, mate, real handy footballer, and he's great to have on board. Certainly is, mate. Uh, he's, a, he's a character of uh, the league. He's been at a couple of different clubs in recent years, but brings something different to each of them and certainly adds some spark to attack uh, and... Mate, for a bloke that isn't isn't the biggest, he throws himself around in defence as well. Well and truly, he um, yeah, mate. I first time I've ever played with him, uh, and I can say he definitely plays above his weight. He uh, doesn't mind putting his body on the line, and he actually doesn't mind defending a few too many players in uh, early on in the piece just to get a few early shots on. I know that. Loves throwing the frame around. I, I do enjoy that though. But uh, mate, in terms of the season so far, you're sitting second, just behind Raymond Terrace on the ladder. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting competition the way it shapes up. There's certainly, you know, obviously at a point now where it's still anyone's opportunity to, to make the charge, but the Magpies are certainly in, in the Raymond Terrace variety. Sorry, I should clarify. Certainly the pace setters, but um, you've, you've acquitted yourself pretty well against them twice now. Mate, it, it is a good competition. Like, honestly, it, it's we I think we've played everyone now uh, at least once, Terrace twice, but it, it's a real even comp. Um, I don't think it has... We haven't had an easy game yet. I think every game we've had has said that we've been 
push to the push to the limit. Um, obviously, Terrace are like I said earlier, real good side, deserve it to be at the top at the moment. Um, obviously, we're looking to obviously knock them off uh, as the season goes on. Um, but no, look, there's quite a few good sides. Abermain, we're, we're they've picked us as well, great side. Um, you know, Morissette took us to the end as well, and, and Northern Lakes, and we've got Glendale this week, which will be uh, a tough one as well. But mate, it's a real even comp. It's actually really good to see. Yeah, it's what you like. You like to, um, you know, as a punter, I guess. I mean, to to know that you're going to turn up on any given day and and have a you know a bit of a game on your hands. You know, it might only be as you said for 70 minutes. Sometimes it's that last five or 10 minutes, and you know, there's lots of thoughts out there on you know B grade and below being 80 minute competitions. But that's a, a story for another day because that could go quite long. But it's one of those things, as you say. You know, like even Glendale, they've, they've had a bit of a, a tough start of the year. They're yet to break their duck, but mate, they. Um, they got in an arm wrestle with you guys early in the season, I think, in the first round, and they're not that far away from it, even though they haven't got their first win of the season yet, and it would be nothing to see them, you know, hopefully for your sake, not this weekend, but nothing to see them knock over one of the top two or three sides uh, in the next couple of weeks. Mate, they're exactly right. They're, they're a good side, and they did take us deep. You know, we had to work hard. I think it was another 70-minute game. We didn't get to run away with it. It was, it was pretty close. I can't remember the score, but it was pretty close. Um, but it's just one of those things that, that whoever turns up on the day is going to win. You know, you got to bring your best game every week. Um, otherwise, you know, you're leaving it to chance, and that's the last thing you want to be doing in a comp that's so close. Yeah, certainly, mate. In terms of uh, the competition, mate, uh, undoubtedly, you know, the uh, all of the competitions, the next eleven days is always an interesting time as we head up to the signing deadline. But you guys have been bolstered recently by the return of, of Daniel Melmoth, and you've really got a good forward rotation going on now uh, in terms of that. And, and how's, you know, Adam, being Adam Swadling, the coach, how's he sort of managing that with, you know, the experience and some of the old heads there and some of the younger guys who probably um, are leading with enthusiasm as well? Look, Swad is he's doing a great job, you know, an up-and-coming captain coach, as I've been instructed to say. Uh, I won't confirm who by, but I've been instructed to say that. Um, I, no, I, he's, I, look, he's, he's doing look, really I, well. I have to say, and... and you know, it's no secret that I was out there on the touchline. Not only is his coaching up and coming, his debate skills are very up and coming as well, which is going well from, from Swads. And that's, well, they're probably not up and coming. He's been sharpening those for quite a few years. I think we'll leave that one to, you know, <laughs> we'll leave that one untouched on. I think uh, I think the jury's still out on that. But, uh, mate, look, both on and off the field, he's been doing a great job. He, um, you know, he's obviously attracted quite a few players, which is great, which every club wants. Um, but he's put in a lot of work off the field. Whatever time he is on the field, he's obviously leading from the front as well. Um, but yeah, right. Having Daniel back is is really good. Um, bringing that experience back from you know the 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 top grade um, obviously benefits B grade, but also even into the younger lads. So I know he's been spending a bit of time working with the the D graders and and those sorts of players as well, and they've been really feeding off him as well, mate, which is great. But it is good to obviously pass off the back of such a, a big and versatile and mobile pack that are doing a really good job and setting a good platform. They certainly are. But, um, look, you know, I, I think you'd join me in saying that Daniel's still the, uh, the the second best Melmoth in the club. Absolutely. That's why Brent's wearing the number eight. Yeah, I love it, mate. Um, he just needs to remember where he sits in the pecking order. It does, Dan. Mate, uh, in, in terms of it, though, um, you know, there's a few players coming in and out of your side at different points. And do you feel that, you know, getting some consistency in the lineup as you hit this sort of back run of the season is going to allow you to sort of take that next level and be really ready to take it to, you know, likely the Terrace, Abermain, Morris, at the likes of those when it gets to, you know, August and September? Well, I know for a fact we haven't played the same one through 17, two games in a row. We have had, obviously, people at work and, and uh, a few injuries to deal with, but I'm sure every team has. But Consistency is key, and you know, not just us. I'm sure every team would love consistency. You know, throughout the the whole year, it's obviously it's not achievable, and you've got to manage injuries. But mate, I fingers crossed we can get some consistency, and hopefully, you know, give it a good shake towards the end of the year. But I'm sure every team would be uh, aiming and hoping for that as well. Yeah, I'm sure that's you know, it's a it's a big part of who ends up lifting that trophy on the on that final day in September, isn't it? Is to who's been able to get that consistency of lineup and get everyone fit and peak at the right time. A couple of key injuries at different points or suspensions or anything else can, can really hurt a campaign. In terms of the, the club as a whole, mate, let's have a bit of a chat about the uh, the D grade. You touched on them just before. How's that uh, sort of side going along in terms of culture and things? Obviously, on-field results are, are pretty pretty clear where they sit at the moment. But the culture, first of all, mate, where's how's that tracking with the boys? Uh, well, we actually had a 100 club yesterday, and I, I'm not actually sure if any of them have stopped uh, drinking yet. But, mate, having that second side has been dead set great for us. Um, 
it's attracted a lot of a lot of youth as well as a lot of you know older lads as well. But it's a really really good mix. Um, uh, even even to the girls team, mate. A lot of the girls are you know they're getting around it. They're putting in a lot of work, but they're also getting back to the pub as well. Um, but it just yeah, it's just the numbers, just the, the vibe that you know fresh faces. It's, it's been obviously it's it's great. And like you said, touched on earlier, both like Scotty and the committee. Are, I've done a really good job at, uh, at driving that second side, um, and it's, it's obviously paid dividends, mate, because the committee's done a really good job, and the club's uh, in a really good place at the moment. Obviously, a, a few more wins would be great, but off the field, the, the vibe's fantastic, so you can't complain with that. I'm sure the wins will start uh, start coming as the years goes on. Yeah, mate, look, they, they do sit seventh at the moment, but you could almost throw a blanket over fourth to seventh, even with four and against. So big game for them this weekend. They go up to Henny Penny Stadium to take on East Maitland. A win there would close that gap down to two points um, and, and set them up with uh, alongside Waratah and, and the Tallies boys. So um, that'd be great to see, mate. While, we, while we're on the D-grade boys, just want to touch in as well. Obviously, saw a bit of a, an ordinary injury to one of your young blokes um, that, that Friday night game that you had. Uh, they were actually playing Tallies. Any update on him? How's he coming along, mate? Yeah, young Tyler. No, he's doing well, mate. He did have surgery the next day. Um, he's looking to, to obviously, you know, make a full recovery, but he's in good spirits. And uh, I know he did put a few photos and uh, did say thank you to everybody that was there on the night as well for obviously getting him through. But um, no, he's in, he's in good nick and, uh, yeah, on the mend. And, mate, the girls, you touched on them as well. They had a bit of a, a tough loss to the ladder leaders, Walls and Maryland. There's two sides in that ladies' league take C-grade, Walls and Maryland and Thornton that are just lapping everybody at the moment. So it seems to be a bit of a race in two. But they're still there or thereabouts. They're only uh, they're sitting in equal third with Raymond Terrace, mate. So going all right at the moment. And, um, yeah, just chipping away. They head over to Tuxford this weekend. Now, the girls, have they've been putting in a lot of work, mate. I, I do give them credit. They uh, they put in a lot of work. Um, I think they train for about an hour and a half on average every day. I don't know how they do it. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't be, be doing it. That'd be about an hour and 20 minutes more than Daniel Melmoth trains. Yeah, well, Daniel would spend that other hour and 20 talking, but it is what it is. We'll leave that to <laughs> leave that uh, there. But no, look, mate, the girls, they're putting in a lot of work, and it does appear at the moment to be a two-horse race, but mate, you never know as, as that season goes on, and, you know, it'll eventually even out. And fingers crossed our girls can... Uh, Pick a few of them off, it'd be nice. Yeah, mate. Um, it only counts what happens in, in late August and September, and you just got to get there, be in those top five, and they've positioned themselves well for that for the time being. And, yeah, big game this weekend against Shortland, fourth versus fifth. Uh, a win to see them stay in that top four, maybe even leap up to third. So, undoubtedly, they'll be eyeing that one off, mate. But uh, let's focus in on your side, the B-grade boys playing in the Mex Club B-grade competition. Again, Every weekend, it looks like when you look at this B-grade with the six teams, there's just three cracking matches, mate. Uh, Raymond Terrace, they obviously had the win against you guys last weekend. They take on Morissette. Morissette coming off a tight win against Abermain, which has really tightened up the ladder. This will be an interesting one. It'll give Morissette, uh, Robbo and his boys, a real measure of where they're at heading up to uh, Lakeside, as you guys found out last weekend. Mate, well, that'll actually be, like you said, three cracking games. I don't think there's going to be a bad game of B-grade at the minute. I think everyone's just, you know ripping in and uh, like I said there's no easy games um, Morris said a real they're real physical um, you know and even with with Harley bait up there mate you know playing off the back of that forward pack they'll, they'll be it'll, they're a tough side it'll be a really good game I do think Terrace will get them um, but it'd actually be a good one to watch yeah it certainly will be mate uh, two uh, favourites of the show Harley bait up up against Luke Hansaker so that could be a, a good little battle in itself I think mate uh, well worth the price of admission if you want to get up the lakeside. Um, mate, the, the good thing here is um, if you had a time machine, or not a time machine, but if you could just teleport, you could almost get all the games. One thirty on Saturday for that one. Your game at 3 o'clock, which we'll come back to. And then at 5 o'clock, she'll be fresh down at Gumbaya Oval at 5 o'clock on a Saturday night. Abermain making the trek down to Northern Lakes. Uh, Abermain, mate, um, you guys played them a few weeks ago and, and they got the better of you. Northern Lakes, look, they, they looked like they were battling early on, but they did a number on Glendale last weekend and yeah, you can't underestimate them at home. Like I said, mate, they're, they're, they're a good side. I know we ended up getting them, but like they're a useful side and they didn't die wondering. They, they, threw, they threw the kitchen sink at us, um, put it that way. But Abermain, are, they were a good side. They were better than us on the day. Um, I can't wait to actually have a crack at them again because I do believe we actually, you know, play the football weekend, we will get them. Um, but yeah, like you said, mate, it'll be, uh, be cold. I don't know where it's cold at Abermain or, or Gumbaya, but... She'll be cold. She will indeed, mate. Uh, and the final one, 3 o'clock 
at Bower on Saturday. Glendale versus West Wales End. It's a local derby. It's a rivalry. Plenty of boys that have transitioned between both clubs, but we're going to call it the Jamie Watts Cup, and we know he'll absolutely love that. Um, you know what? Did he tell you to say that? Because I know he'd be thriving on that. He, he, di- he didn't, mate, but um, we, will take the, we will send him an invoice. Yeah, well, you'd want to be. I don't know if you'll pay. It'll probably just, you know, add it as a tab. Yeah, he wouldn't shout, shout if a shark bit him, and that's uh, that's where Melmoth's learnt from, I think. But anyway, enough about Jamie and his uh, seaside adventures. Uh, he's left everyone now, so, mate, uh, it is just the two sides fighting it out. There is a bloke that's about the same age as Jamie, though, on the other side in uh, Troy Forbes, mate, uh, still getting around. He is one of the most seasoned blokes in this competition, but you can't uh, sleep on him, that's for sure. Mate, he's, yeah, I don't know how he's still moving, let alone still playing, but he definitely still holds his own old balls. He, um, I couldn't even tell how many games he's played. I've been playing against him since I was 17, and you know, he was old man. But, um, no, look, he's doing a really good job, mate, and you know, I think he's the glue that holds that side together, which is great. And uh, I can't wait to get over there and rip in. I know our boys are keen, as, so fingers crossed it'll be a good game, and fingers crossed we can get the win. Yeah, it'll certainly be at the peak of a cracking day over there, mate. Uh, it's always, I know, a keenly looked forward to a game for your boys. And as we said, I mean, I think Freddie was over there um, only in the last couple of years himself. I, I know you said that there's, he's going to be uh, a chance that he might not play after copping a knock last week, but uh, I'm sure he'll be doing everything he can to get up against his old side. It'll be an absolute cracker get down there to Bower Oval. And of course, mate, um, it, we would be remiss not to mention the guys that have been supporting you for a long time. Where is the place to be after the game? Homesville pub, mate. Uh, best pub in town. Best pub in Newey. Yeah, I love it, mate. They've done a great job of, of keeping you guys uh, on the paddock for a number of years, and they've been. It's always good to see when you've got those enduring sponsorships. We talked with the Morissette boys the other week about Lake Macquarie Hotel. It's been with them for a number of years, but Homesy Pub, mate. They've uh, been behind you for quite some time now. Absolutely, and uh, a lot of the boys get back around Thursday night. They do uh, a few specials, ten dollars snitty. So. Yeah, do recommend the feed. Uh, it's always a good night. They do put on a band on a Saturday night and whatnot, mate. But uh, they've been looking after us for a few years now, and uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, many years to come. Yeah, I love it, mate. Well, a big thank you to you. All the best for the weekend, mate, and uh, look forward to getting out there uh, again later in the year to Les Wakeman and uh, watching the emergence of the emerging captain coach. <laughs> no, mate, do appreciate it. Do uh, appreciate you having me on again. It's always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure what I'll be looking forward to that too. Well, that about wraps us up for another episode of League Castle. As always, a big thanks to you, the listeners, for consistently tuning in and, uh, I guess, providing us with the platform to keep you up-to-date with uh, all of the local rugby league. Uh, We've certainly got um, a lot of uh, water going under the bridge in terms of things happening in the local rugby league, and we appreciate uh, all of the engagement that everyone's been giving us, good, bad, or indifferent, um, around the local competitions and some of the... uh, more controversial topics of conversation that have been happening in recent weeks, that's for sure. Um, Just a little update in regards to um, what's happening in the local competitions as well. Uh, Many listeners would have seen that uh, the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League has retired round eight due to be played this weekend, uh, the the weekend of the 24th of June, which will um, undoubtedly uh, cause some different views, but... uh, it's uh, in respect to the Aberglassen player who has unfortunately passed away and uh, in terms of giving the opportunity for a lot of clubs, staff and uh, those involved in our game um, to, uh, I guess, deal with and process that tragic loss. Uh, the Newcastle Hunter Board has uh, made a public announcement as of Tuesday night that the uh, round will uh, not be going ahead and they will communicate further regarding round nine um, and what will happen moving forward with season 2023 and uh, the rest of the competition. So, um, unfortunately, again, a really tragic and unfortunate incident. Uh, we would encourage you to jump onto our page or any of the other pages that have shared it and support the GoFundMe um, for the uh, young family of that player who has tragically passed away in one of the uh, more unfortunate accidents in the last couple of years. Unfortunately, we've seen this a couple of times in the last few years. It is a tragic um, yet very real part of our game and um, our thoughts and prayers with uh, anyone impacted by this uh, in any way, shape or form and especially with the family and close friends and uh, the club there at Aberglassen as we said earlier when we are talking with Blake. Uh, in terms of other pieces, we do have a full round of Denton Engineering Cup this week as we talked about with uh, Brendan Simpson so that will be going ahead. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, understanding very much of the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League and their board and their decision there. 
But um, on more positive notes, uh, we will be back with you next week. Plenty more coverage. Make sure in the meantime to keep up to date with our social media channels, League Castle AU on Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook. And uh, a big thanks to our guest today, Blake Huddleston from the West Walls End Magpies, giving us a cover off on B grade and all things uh, Les Wakeman Oval and the surrounds to big bustling Brendan Simpson. Uh, we appreciate him being our crash test dummy for the set of six and uh, giving us a bit of insight into his club and um, maybe a bit too much insight into Dwayne Sampson and uh, some of his uh, uh, current uh, occupational plans that he's going to take his career down. Uh, we'll uh, wait to see where Sambo goes with all of that. But, yeah, again, a big thanks to Simo. A big thanks to our partners, Shipley Meets at Rutherford, who bring us all of our Newcastle Rugby League content. Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, they sponsor the Denton, uh, sorry the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and the Statsman Performers of the year and Sharp DS Central Coast, our major partner and partner for all of the Central Coast Rugby League news. And we're looking forward to bringing you another special guest from the Central Coast Rugby League next week. But that about wraps us up. Get out there, enjoy uh, your local footy this weekend. Uh, there is still plenty of footy on Group 21, Central Coast Rugby League, Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, make sure you get out, enjoy it, um, and uh, yeah, keep supporting your local clubs and keep supporting each other and uh, remaining the tight knit rugby league community we are that continues to support the growth of our game, our wonderful and great game in our local region. But uh, again, we'll be back with you next week. Make sure that you do this weekend. Enjoy your footy. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle. Newcastle Hunters home rugby league.